essentially the idea of putting energetics from the darkness where the soul resides inside through the heart and the hand and the head to create a product that is energized through the work, my work, the energy, the touch, the crafting and the consideration and the activation of the product is in a way gifted to the recipient, to the mouth, <laughs> to the person tasting the chocolate. This is The Medicine Podcast. I am Mimi, mushroom queen, AHCC educator, and culinary nutrition expert. I am quite obsessed with providing the unique knowledge for those that want to prevent disease in their body, in their mind, and in their relationships. If that's you, then you are in the exact right place, my love. Let's go take the medicine. Hello, hello, my loves, my gentle listeners of The Medicine, those of you who are interested and committed to proactively creating a life that you love, one that is free of disease and full of play, love, purpose, expansion, connection, and of course, high quality, high vibe chocolate. If you are a chocolate lover like myself, you are absolutely going to love this episode, but you'll hear quickly that this episode is about so much more than just chocolate. It's about ritual. It's about healing, finding purpose, alchemy, storytelling, and so much more. Today, you'll be hearing our conversation with creative genius and chocolate alchemist, Katrina Markoff, founder and creator of Vosges High Vibe Chocolate. I could record like 30 minutes <laughs> just explaining why I love this brand and Katrina so much, but I will do my very best to keep this intro short and sweet for you so we can get to the good stuff. If you usually skip the intro, stay with me today because I have a discount code for you in just a minute. So Katrina went to culinary school in Paris and then took a discovery trip around the world. When she returned to the States, she knew she wouldn't be fulfilled working in restaurants alone. So she created her own niche way of bringing people peace, balance, love, and ritual. And I want to let her tell her own story because it's magical, but I will read you this from her website. Katrina says, food and alchemy have been associated with one another since ancient times, exploring the principle of blending the elements, planets, and their vibrations with food. When combined at the right time with the right hands and heart, food can be transformed into something other than sustenance. As the giver or receiver of this final product, you also experience your own energetic intentions and love. Okay, can you see why I freaking love her? Ugh, swoon and sigh. I was drawn to reach out to Katrina after discovering her uniquely exquisite brand and products um, just a few months ago around Christmas. And you know when you just, you get one of those nudges deep in your being, it was one of those. And I don't like the term chocolate snob, so we'll just say that I have a very high expectation from the chocolate that I enjoy. And everything that I have tried from Vosges has literally dropped my jaw. The open 
eye-opening experience of her gift sets is like nothing I've ever seen before, you guys. I don't think I've ever experienced a more intentional brand than Vogue, down to every single detail. After you listen to her incredible story and mission, go check out the Vogue website. That's V-O-S-G-E-S. And of course, it will be linked in the show notes below. Her team was also kind enough to share a discount code with all of our listeners. You can use the code MimiFit, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, for 15% off on their website through April 30th, 2021. And just a reminder that Mother's Day is coming up. So if your mom is a chocolate lover, just an idea. All right, on to the interview with the lovely, the alchemical flavor genius, Katrina Markov herself. Enjoy. All right, you guys, we have such an incredible, unique, beautiful guest today. I am so, I am honestly, I've been so excited for this interview. I can't even tell you for, <laughs> for a couple months now. And um, I want to welcome you, Katrina, to The Medicine. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be with you guys. Have a yeah. chat. Awesome. I cannot wait to jump into all of it. Um, a little background for our listeners. I, so <laughs> I tend to be somewhat of a, a tiny chocolate snob and uh, I was perusing the internet um, around Christmas time for some premium exotic chocolate for my love, my man, Chase. And um, in my searching, I came upon Vosges and was immediately drawn to it um, for very obvious reasons once we get into it. And I saw the intention and um, the storytelling and just the beauty and the, the emphasis on ritual and sourcing and all of that. And I was like, I don't, I, I need this, like I need this in my life. And so we, we purchased from some beautiful chocolate from you and I was able to give it to Chase as a, a gift uh, for Christmas. And it was just, it was a hit. It was awesome. So that's Amazing. how I, that's how we were introduced to Vosges. And after that, I just had this nudge, like I, I want people to experience this because of course, we've all had chocolate. We all, you know, have had some sort of cool chocolate experience or love chocolate or whatever. But I'm telling you, you guys, this is different. This whole brand, this gift to the world that you bring in the form of chocolate and um, other treats is is incredible. And I, I, I had to highlight it. Um, so... With that, um, I would love to jump into the first question that we ask every guest is, what do you love in your life? What aspect of your life do you love so much that you wish you could gift to every human? I would say um, quick, um, impulsive creativity. Mm. And um, I just, I have a tendency to look at, to look around wherever I am and just like, find the meaning, find the, the nugget that I needed to use in whatever I was working on, or it was a sign or delivering something to me. And I didn't always keep that sensor open. And I am very open in that place now. And I'm just, it feels so powerful and um, connected. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful reminder. I mean, presence is, mm -hmm. is everything. If you're consistently just hyper-focused on uh, the future or the past in many cases, um, you're going to miss 
the opportunity to sit in the present moment and the blessing of the now, because that's all it's mm-hmm. real, right? Is is the present moment and yeah, mm, beautiful reminder. Would you um, what would you refer to that as? Is it is it your intuition? Is it a, a nudge from the universe, or what what would you identify that as? I mean, I do believe that we all have this ability um, to do to, to do that. Um, even like things that look like something that they're actually not um, send a message directly to you. And I think it's being incredibly perceptive with sensors open and, and, um, and like you said, being really present. And sometimes that word's used a lot, be present. And it sort of loses a bit of like, what does it really mean to be present? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's sort of like being a Jedi in some ways. You're just so (laughs) aware, alert, you know, um, and ready. Mm-hmm. Always be ready to receive. And sometimes you get caught in the head space thinking about what the problem is and you're mad about this or worried about that. And I <clears throat> have learned really recently just to let that go and let other people's grumbles and gripes go. It's not mine. And just because they're worried about this not going the way it should, that doesn't mean that I should be worried because I've got a view and a vision for it. So I, um, I am like staying very, very present to like what things mean and interpreting them for my own path. Yeah. And it's really strong. When mm-hmm. I, I love what you said about messages. When you're in the present moment, you, you get messages, you get downloads. It reminds me a couple of weeks ago, we had a beautiful day here in San Diego. Um, I swim pretty frequently and I I was swimming outside and wrapped up a swim and I was just in in an incredible headspace, like so present, grateful for my, my, uh, you know, current situation. I'm, I'm walking home, I'm walking back on Coronado Island and instead of going the usual route, I'm like literally just following the flowers Mm. and there, instead of, instead of like taking the usual street I see up ahead of me that's like a little a little ways around is like just the beautiful like yard full of flowers I'm like you know what I'm not gonna go the usual way home I got nowhere to be I'm gonna follow uh, this little message that I'm getting from these flowers that I need to like stop and appreciate them and and take a smell and stare at them like literally from an inch away and appreciate Mm -hmm. the sacred geometry of what these things you know look like up close and I do this and, and I'm continuing to do this like yard after yard. These people probably think I'm, you know, crazy on, dr- on drugs, <laughs> like tripping out, staring at their flowers. Um, but, but, you know, 10 minutes later, it leads me to a small little park that I really didn't know existed that had a single swing. And I was like, you know what? YOLO, I'm going to jump on this swing and I'm going to swing for like five minutes. It was- <gasps> Speaking to presence, I just was listening and, and the way you articulated it with these messages that you get when you sit in that headspace and that frequency, uh, it, it truly is like there are messages coming from all over. Yes. It doesn't have to be language. It doesn't have to be a billboard. It can literally be the frequency of something else that's alive that's pulling you in one direction or another. I cannot believe you just said that. Like, <laughs> how were you raised? Like, that's very not archetypal conservative Christian. uh, We were not raised like this. No, no. But it's it's been a a coming into kind of like a remembering of like, oh, this is actually what a fulfilling life is about. That that, that saying of stopping to smell the roses. Yeah. Like I was here at home and uh, he came back from that walk and it was like he was glowing. And I was like, God damn, I missed out on this like (laughs) incredible experience that you just had. Um, but 
it's, it's, I feel like harder and harder these days to have those types of experiences. One, if you don't even know that they exist, that you can even have that. And then two, if we're staring at our phone or always in a podcast or an audiobook or whatever, which aren't necessarily bad things, but it's almost like you have to shut those down and like bring your head out of the, like, whatever it is, this bubble that we get in and to really mm-hmm. experience true life and creation and true beauty. Mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. I mean, and, and in that, it's kind of like an infinite space and time stops. Mm-hmm. So there is no time. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And it, that is an amazing place to live. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm learning and I'm doing that, but I get the most strength, courage, um, insights. And I, when I'm in there and, and it's great for my creativity, you know, and what stories I want to tell. Mm-hmm. Which Beautiful. is a perfect segue because I want to know everything there is to know about your brand. And I want, I want <laughs> to um, relay that and gift it to the listener because it is truly, truly incredible. Um, can you go into a little bit of your background story and, and how you even came to the world of chocolate and taste and, and this sensual experience that, that, um, that you've you know, gifted to your, your customers. Um, how did you even get into that? Well, I've been reflecting on this a bit because people have been asking me and I'm like really working, um, strongly with, um, alchemy and intentions. And so I, I think when I reflect back, I had a lot of alone time as a kid and I, I basically played with, trees and plants and animals Mm -hmm. as if I could talk to them all and they all had their own meaning. And like, so I'm, I'm, you know, so I had that. And then I was really into chemistry when I was a kid. Like I was really into magic. And then I, I lived next to my grandparents and my grandmother would cook all the time. We're Macedonian and she would make homemade phyllo dough. And I was a quiet middle child and my mom ended up um, getting divorced and had to work a lot. So wasn't home a lot. And I had this easy bake oven and I would bake cakes and I would make big billboard signs for her saying, thank you for being a great mom. Cause I didn't get to see her all that much because she was working and I knew she was doing all this stuff for us. And it, and I look back at like, making food was an icebreaker for me for communication. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having a, um, a cake company in high school. And then when I went to college again, I was like throwing dinner parties, which wasn't really a thing like to do when, when I was in college anyway. And it was just a way of, for me to like connect with people. Cause I was shy and introverted. And then I was in my senior year at Vanderbilt and I was studying chemistry and psychology and I just showed up at the job fair. And I was really like awkward at interviewing and I never thought I'd be able to get a job and I didn't want to wear a suit. And it was, and I basically went into one of the beautiful lawns in school and campus. And I just wrote down the things that I really loved doing, which was horseback riding and cooking. So I decided to circle cooking and I convinced my mom that I should go to culinary school. And so I moved to Paris right after and went to Cordon Bleu and it was incredible. And I studied both the cuisine and the pastry side. And then I met a chef from India 
And he did a demonstration for our class. And he, at the end, did a dessert. And he said, now, one thing you have to remember is that you need to think about your digestion when you eat your last meat dish of the, of the meal. And I had never thought about that. And he took out silver leaf that was pounded really thin and he put it all over this dessert he made. And he said, this type of metal is really good for digestion. And this is what we put around seeds that are also good for digestion or put on desserts. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. And then I got the chance to work at El Bulli in Spain. And he said to me, don't waste your time going to Michelin three-star restaurants and doing the same old thing, working as a stagiaire, go use your imagination and your palate to guide you and go travel the world. And it's sort of like, like, okay. So then I bought a ticket around the world and I went for the next nine months, really not knowing where I was going to go. Cause you can just go, as long as you go one direction, you can just pick where you're going to go. And so we would move, go to one place and then meet a chef and they'd say, I'll go work with my friend over there in Hua Hin in Thailand or whatever. And then we go there and it was completely fate driven. Like we didn't know where we were going to go. You were by yourself. I was with my friend who I had met in culinary school, who was from um, Bogota, Colombia. And the two of us just like, were lucky enough to have parents that were like, okay, go do it, do your thing, you know? And we literally were like listening to music, uh, like a soundtrack and traveling the world, like to study food. And thinking, of course, we'd be a chef or something. And then I got back to the States and realized in my travels, there was really no innovation happening in pastry as much as there was on the savory cuisine side. And so my friend's father was a big publisher of books, really nice books. And we decided like, we didn't really want to be chefs and like, why don't we do a cookbook together? So she's like, send me your ideas. And I sent her my ideas and she's like, you know what? I don't think we have the same taste. So like, I'm going to do my book with my dad. <laughs> and you can like figure out what you want to do with your life. And I'm like, that oh was my like God. the worst decision she ever made. <laughs> like, the I was just like, I said, oh no, now what am I going to do? Because now I just went all around the world. I had all these experiences. I don't want to be a chef. I can't do a cookbook. And I'm like, oh my gosh. But my uncle was like, in Dallas, my uncle's in Dallas. He's like, you got to figure this out. Like at least get a job with me and my homewares, um, you know, business and, and figure it out. So I went down there and he was doing a startup and he needed help photo styling, picking things for his magazine or his catalog and website. And, um, and he needed help, um, writing the copy. And he said, well, like, we're planning fourth quarter. So why don't you find some good food stuff that will work? And that's when I started to see there was a ton of chocolate gifting in the marketplace, but there was nothing um, that I would want to taste because it was loaded with preservatives. There was no story. It was very much my grandmother's recipe type of storyline mm. and it wasn't an experience. And so I had that thought in my head and I came home and I, again, back to the signs, I had this necklace that I was gifted from that friend who we didn't do the cookbook together. She'd gifted me this necklace that I loved. I was like drawn to this necklace when I saw it. And it was a necklace from the Nagaland tribes in India. And it looked like, well, I thought it was shells. They said it was shells, but it was all tiger's teeth. And I was just fascinated by this. I only later found out it was tiger's teeth. And I started researching the culture and saw that they were, the Nagaland people were headhunting tribal and there were a lot of different people going over there to 
convert them to different ways of life, religion. And, and I was like, why would we not want to preserve this culture as it is? It was just something that came to me. So I went in my kitchen and I made a curry, coconut, milk, chocolate, truffle. And I decided I needed to pay homage to the Nagaland people for this necklace. And so I said, I'm going to call it Naga. And that's the moment this epiphany occurred to use chocolate as a medium for storytelling about these things that I loved or these things I wanted to have awareness about. And, um, and that night I made like 20 different chocolates, 20 different inspiration stories from all over the world where I had traveled. And um, I was, you know, compelled to do something to open people's minds to new ideas, to bring peace to the world through chocolate. Like I had these really big ideas. It wasn't, I didn't want to do something to make money because I mean, not that I don't need money, it's energy, but like it wasn't my focus or my purpose. And um, that was the beginning of, of really the statement that this was going to be experiential. It was going to be both luxury and spiritual at the same time which was conflicting in my mind. Like those are almost opposites in a way, but I loved the tension because I was doing opposites in chocolate, you know, yeah. olive oil and chocolate. And it sort of all started to work. And then I picked purple because it, when the symbolism of color, it represents spirituality and regality. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, luxury. and it kind of, it just sort of started there. And then I quickly realized that, Dallas wouldn't be a good town for me to do this business in because it wasn't a foodie town yet. And then I moved to Chicago and started out of my apartment. Wow. And, um, yeah, that's kind of how it first started. But it was like, it was, I remember everything in my life made sense when I did that first truffle. Like it was like almost like an illumination of the clips from my past as a child. Yeah. Like I saw all of it together. It was really wild. Wow. And um, it was, yeah, it was power. It was very powerful. One thing, one thing you said that, that I so, I so appreciate is, you know, money of course is energy, but it's so much the target for any quote unquote entrepreneur or, or people who have a hustle in in any way, shape or form. Um, But you hit on something, which is the pursuit to provide growth, the pursuit to provide a mind opening experience, transformation, something that is um, improving the collective uh, experience or vibration of somebody in their experience. In this case, it's their experience with chocolate or food. Money will take care of itself when that's the target. Totally. agree. You you will not risk in authenticity when that's the pursuit. If your Mm -hmm. pursuit is money, you're going to be subject to the potential risks or easy way outs of something that would jeopardize its authenticity. And uh, it's, it's, so, it's something that you've understood, obviously, from, uh, from day one, from the initiation of this thing, but something not many actually fully understand is that the money will take care of itself energetically when the target is adjusted. Yes. And, and another thing that I want to highlight, too, is that any entrepreneur will tell you, we will tell you, it's really freaking hard. It's really hard no matter what your business is to, to just start something from zero, from nothing, from flatline. And yeah. if you don't have that, that little piece, that spark in your brand and your company that comes from like inside you, that's literally part of you that you're offering as a gift to the world in whatever form it might be, 
it, it makes it so much easier to give up or to not push through the hurdles or to mm. not to really um to really see the end goal of offering this gift and um then obviously like yes we do need money just to keep the doors open but as you so beautifully said like that tends to take care of itself when that that little spark of divinity that we all have in, inside of us is now translated through our gift to the world and, and you do that so incredibly beautifully Oh, thank you so much. Well, and I remember feeling silly about some of these ideas for like keeping them hidden a little bit in like along the journey and, um, and wanting to be smaller in some ways or not be so bold. And, and then somewhere along the way, I just, that gave me all the fire I needed to be bold because I just believed in it so much that it like, and the more I said it out loud, the more it felt right. The more I would tell people, the more it gave me more power, kept saying it, kept standing taller in my, in my shoes. As I said, what my mission was as crazy as it sounded for people to hear me say, I'm going to open people's minds to new ideas through chocolate. I'm going to bring peace to the world through chocolate. I'm going to get you in touch with your intuition through chocolate. And, um, now I feel like I'm really coming out strong. Like I'm really like going for it. I love that. (laughs) But I, but I had seven years of like shadow, like slinking back, not, you know, make, I made a mistake and I felt like, Oh, I better, I just better leave it to the experts. What do I know? You know, when I went through this, like, and, um, and then I, and then I popped out of it, like, about a year and a half ago. Really? And oh wow. Yeah, I had I had a little bit of um some family trauma in my life and I, I you know those things unfortunately come if you don't fix it before. I always say like you get nudges from the universe you better fix it or it's going to really fix it right. for you so you better so it wants should. to be healed and it'll keep poking. It'll keep poking. It'll get louder and louder. These whispers will turn to yells or they'll just pass on to the next generation until they get addressed and healed. You're so right. That's beautiful. I love that you said that. Yes. One of the questions that I get basically every single day is, hey, Mimi, is this a good mushroom product? It's usually accompanied by a picture of Company X mushroom product. And this person wants my help in deciding if they should keep using it or buy it for the first time. There are new mushroom companies popping up all the time as medicinal mushrooms become more and more popular. And nine times out of 10, I have to be the bearer of bad news and let the person who's asking me know that the pure mushroom product they thought they were getting actually has a lot of grains, oats, or rice in it, which act as fillers and bulk up the product. I know, not awesome. But then I get to be the bearer of good news and let this person know that there are companies that are creating incredible mushroom extracts. My favorite is real mushrooms. Real mushroom products are exactly that real mushrooms. They are organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, and third-party tested multiple times for their scientifically verified active compounds. No grain, no starch, no fillers, just real mushrooms. My favorite right now are the lion's mane and chaga extract powders, but they also have capsules for you if you're on the go. 
To get some real mushrooms in your beautiful body, go to realmushrooms.com slash Mimi to receive your hefty discount, or just check the show notes below for the link. Bringing you only the best. Cheers, boo. <laughs> to give, um, you know, I, I'm sure you are a new, a new voice and a new brand to many of our listeners. And just to give you guys in it uh, a little taste of, um, of what Katrina offers. I know we've been kind of dancing around it and we'll get to the details of, of her chocolate and everything in her brand. Um, but I, I did pull um, a little segment of your guys's about us uh, portion of your website. If it's okay, I'd, li- I'd just like to read sure. it to give people an idea of what this is all about. And this is, I assume in your words, it says, I, I began to understand that food was a medium for transformative visceral experiences. A perfect bite in an unexpected form could spark curiosity and open someone's heart. It could create balance. So then you go on to actually, you know, touch on discovering your destiny as an alchemist is the word you use and the importance of storytelling. Um, Can you go into that, that alchemist word and what that means to you? Mm -hmm. So I am, I have a, you know, a teacher and I'm a student of of the alchemy guild and goes back to the 1500s. And um, Alchemy is really the art of transformation, of personal transformation, and it's both a spirituality practice and a science in both. And you know, they would alchemists of the, there's alchemists of the West, alchemists of India, and alchemists of the East and China. And but not to get too far into all the details of that, but essentially the idea of putting energetics from the darkness where the soul resides inside through the heart and the hand and the head to create a product that is energized through the work, my work, the work, the energy, the touch, the crafting and the consideration and the activation of the product is in a way gifted to the recipient to the mouth, (laughs) to the person tasting the chocolate. And of course it's for them to go deep if they want to go deep with the collection and read all that we have to say about it and whatnot, or just to enjoy the chocolate as it is. But um, I realized that um, when I started, like the, the impetus to start was to do something um, energetic, but I would, didn't claim it as that. It was more like, I just kind of a lofty thing. I want to make high impact with chocolate. I want to, you know, get people to own mind, but it's also like putting activation into the product. And I think um, because I've now been a student of alchemy and I understand the work because it's like the whole concept of is I seek and to learn in order to serve. Mm. And so I'm a big proponent of, create a product that has a spiritual soul, the brand that has a soul and a soul is going to give to others. It's going to make bridges to others. It's going to feed them and help them. And, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to give. And, um, and it's, I, I just feel so lucky because chocolate is something very easily accepted. People love it. Yeah. And so to be able to, 
give them ideas. <laughs> yes, it's like a gateway. It's like a gateway. And the, and the reality is, we can't be healed by someone or something or necessarily by the chocolate, but we can heal ourselves by engaging with it in ritual in a certain way. And because we have the power. And I think I'm just so um, into that because I was broken for seven years and I healed myself. I kept wanting my husband to heal me or this outfit to heal me, <laughs> you know, when I go this vacation or have this car or whatever. And, um, and I got off track a little bit. And so like, I'm, I'm sort of giving myself the medicine I need by making these products. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. I love that so much. And your ability to speak to so beautifully ritual and the importance of like ceremony and ritual, you guys, she has these incredible ritual, I would say gift sets. It, it could be for yourself or, or for someone else, but it's, um, it's a gift set that includes things like this, a beautiful array of different uh, chocolates and then, um, you know, some sage and some selenite or some shungite or, or some, um, uh, some other crystal dependent on, on what the theme is or what the intention is of that gift set. And um, then also a journal. And you're providing so much more than just a, a bite of something delicious. You're providing an experience, yes, but also the backdrop to a ceremony that could be uh, transformative and also provide some sort of healing, whether that be self-love or prosperity or joy or, or your relationships or yeah. past trauma. And I, I so vibe with that, it, on, honestly. It's funny because I think sex is often uh, compared to chocolate. And uh, I think a lot of people say that because it's like, oh, it's so good. It's like sex, you know? But <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I'm, I'm actually like, Actually, the chocolate world is a lot like sex. There are pornographic, cheap, strip club versions of chocolate everywhere. That's transactional. It's, I'm going to buy it. It's cheap. I'm going to rip the wrapper off. It's I'm going to crush it. I'm going to get that dopamine rush, that pleasure rush immediately, and it's over. Wow. It may, it may not I even be over. I have never thought of that. Yeah. It, it, may not, it may not even be over because you're going to want, I'm going to want 10 more Kit Kat bars after I eat that because one. Because it's not satiating. I'm going to want to, I'm going to want 10 more videos on, on Pornhub.com or something. I'm going to want more strippers like versus what, what we talk about consistently, which is the ceremony of sex, the, 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 the beautiful ritual, the transformation that can come from like making true love instead of just fucking. And that to me is like, that kind of sex is in your chocolate. It is a ceremony. It is something beautiful and ritualistic. Within, that kind of sensuality. With intention that can be transformative. And, mm -hmm. and it's not trans, uh, transactional. It's, it's relational. And it's, uh, it's, it's satiating. Yeah. You know? Yes. Mm. Beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like just sitting in that and like marinating. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing after this? <laughs> yeah. But he says it so beautifully and um I we definitely see that we make those connections to nutrition and, and sex all the time. But um for you, like um, you know, you you put this intention of the the metaphysical and the high vibration and the sound frequency. Can mm. you talk about that? Yeah, so um so 
Okay, so I was, um, it was the first collection I did called, it was called um, Cosmic Chocolate. And I had this vision of taking this particular crystal that was formed from a meteorite crash in um, the Czech Republic. And I wanted to take it and infuse it in the cream and put it into the chocolate because it was sort of this miraculous energetic um, crystal that you would work with. And I, my QA person was like, we cannot do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to build a whole room of it then. And I'm just going to roll the chocolates in it. You know? <laughs> and then I started thinking and I was like, well, there is a frequency that matches this crystal. What about the sound? And then I had someone in my office who was really into it and she started participating. She's like, you know, there is an angelic frequency. And then we heard, well, there is actually a frequency and a sound to space. And then we sort of landed on and learned about this 528 Hertz frequency, which was the system that the Egyptians would shake like a rattle made, I guess, this frequency and they would do that in ritual and, um, and many cultures have, and this is considered the miracle frequency or the healing love frequency. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is fascinating. So chocolate goes through a process where you melt it into a liquid state and then it goes in through cool cooling towers. And in the cooling towers, they dwell there for about an hour or so, depending on what it is. And they crystallize in there as they're moving through. And so I was like, let's just put it in the cooling towers and the cooling tunnels. So we pump this 528 hertz sound frequency into the cooling tones for everything we make wow. and but we we lightly talk about it but like it's so fascinating and you have to remind me to send you chocolates that have been made with it and without it so you can mm -hmm. see the taste difference it's fascinating because the frequency exposure if you take like 100 percent cacao which is typically going to be pretty bitter, have some tannin, it's going to be strong. And if you expose it to the frequency and then try it again, you'll see like all those harsh notes and edges and corners soften. Mm. And it's like, it's wow. quite interesting. It's wow. quite interesting. So you think about that in relationship to the words you hear, the music you listen uh, to, uh. how it affects your body being so much water, yes. obviously sound bowl and everything like that. But, um, so it's, you know, and it's transforming, like I said, from liquid to a solid state while it's in that chamber. And it's just, um, it's cool. And that is I just decided to try that. Mm. So. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I have 528 Hertz on playing, um, in the, in the morning when I get up and I have my, my reishi coffee and my, I'm, my journaling and I'm reading, I have that going. And, um, I, I just absolutely love it. It, it just sets the tone for my day. I'm starting out, you know, you said it so beautifully with soft edges and soft corners and in living in a world in a, in a society where it's actually encouraged, especially for women to be sharp and hard and mm, penetrating and this, especially if you're an entrepreneur. And I don't want that. I, I really want like to bring this air, this, this note of softness to whatever I'm doing um, because my partner's going to feel it. I'm going to feel it. Others are going to feel it. Strangers on the street are going to feel it. And um, I put that intention into my body. And I, I, I love that you, that you mm. put that into everything that you make. That is so incredible. Yeah. Thank you. That was so 
Well said. I love that. That's, and sometimes you think you don't have time to do everything you just said in the morning, but like you don't have time not to do it. So right. you just set the clock an hour earlier, get yeah. up because it's, it's life changing to write. Yeah. 15 minutes. It makes a difference. 15 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, it, it can make the whole difference in your day, which and, and adds having, the, having those things like, you know, chocolate or food or, or the correct drink, um, anchors in that intention. Uh, it's like communion, you know, one of the things that traditional church maybe did correctly was this, this practice of communion and it is ritual in nature. It's, um, it's got this anchoring effect of something physical that you're literally performing an act that is, that is bringing home to the, to the, to the touch, to the, to the taste, uh, the intention of, um, you know, for, for what it is in church would be, you know, salvation and, and the ability to be born again and transform remembering and, and the body of Christ, remembering the body and that, you know, that kind of like rise from the ashes, rebirth type intention and, and not unlike what, what your morning intention would be, which would be the, you know, creativity or, you know, birth, new thought, new life, um, mm-hmm. can be anchored home with something, uh, like chocolate and, and, uh, I love it. So yeah. I, I, I would love for, uh, you know, I know there's going to be so many people that are interested and that immediately hit up your website and everything. What, what is the correct way instead of just breaking off a piece and popping it in your mouth, chewing it up and swallowing it in five seconds? <laughs> that is not what you do. I've seen it. I've seen how you experience your, your food and your chocolate and your product. Can you take us through maybe the intended way of experiencing your product? Yes. Okay, let's do it. So the goal is to open up our sensors and they're so, they're everywhere in our body um, to be able to taste more in an amplified um, way. So the first thing you always want to do is just put your hands on your lap and close your eyes and take three deep breaths in and out through the nose. I'm doing it. And then just relax your shoulders down your back. Okay, and you can open your eyes and then you'll just notice. I notice in my hands, there's just so much energy in my fingertips when I do that. Just that. So I know my sensors are open now because I can feel some electricity in my fingers. And then I see the chocolate in front of me and I take the chocolate and I hold it in my hand. And I just look at the chocolate. Like, what color is it? I ask myself, my head, you know, what's this color? What's the hue of this color? What's the shape? No judgment, just being super present, fascinated, Mm. just being on fascination. And then as I'm touching the chocolate, my hands starts to melt a little bit because your fingers are warm, which is perfect for smelling it. So then you bring it to your nose, smell the aromas. And just what do you, just what do you pick up? No wrong answers. Just what are you picking up? And then go ahead and take a bite of the chocolate in half. If it's a truffle or whatever it is, a small bite and notice the sound it makes as it breaks. Mm. And then there's the first impression of the taste. And I like to say to people to break up the chocolate with their teeth because it's part bite, it's part melt. So break it up and then spread it all over your tongue and then press your tongue to the palate or the roof of your mouth. Mm. And for one second, two seconds, three seconds, just let it sit there and notice the melt. And 
the retronasal passage is right back here, right by the palate. And that's really how we taste all those things, a trillion different combinations of smell. And then you can go ahead and taste the chocolate and it goes into your stomach. And then you're going to take a sip of air again through the nose into the mouth and just chew on that taste in your mouth with nothing in it. And that's the finish. Mm. And so you'll notice like what flavors are there, what aromas are there, and then how long do they last? Mm. And, and then from there, you know, I always say, okay, now this is the perfect time. You can take a second bite if you'd like, but it's a perfect time to ask yourself a question. Mm. Yeah, so you're completely present and open. Yeah, because yeah. you're just, it's like, or have somebody ask it to you, like do it yeah. with somebody. If you do like with two people, you could guide them the way I just guided you. You mm-hmm. could do that in the booklet with the truffles. It says how to do that. And so you could do it for somebody else and have them, you know, you're sort of holding space for them. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, ask the question that they need to be asked. Um, and it's, you could do it together. Or you could do it alone. Chocolate's often eaten alone, but, um, and, and then, and then, you know, taste the second bite. And that's when you get deeper into the flavor profiles and you're like, oh yeah, now I noticed this and that. And, and of course, do I like it or not like it? And even on the ones that you may not love, cause ours, ours are very unique, very different. Even if you don't love it, you kind of appreciate it for what it is at the same time. It may not be your favorite, but you'll never say I hate it because it's not like that in this space. Yeah. You don't hate it. It's, um, you sort of see the attributes that things can have, even if they're different than whatever your perfect taste is or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know if it makes sense, but no, yeah. I love that. Um, oh my gosh. First of all, my whole mouth was filled with saliva. Right. <laughs> also, like I felt the energy. I felt it like kind of electricity, like in my hands and in my arms, it kind of felt like a tingling. And that was just three breaths just drops you into the moment of yeah. just like, I'm here for whatever I'm about to experience. I want to experience it fully. And you're, I, it, that was just incredible. And I, w- I wish so badly we had a square in front of, in front of us right oh, now yeah. that we, I, we could I'm do that. I'm hyper aware of the fact that I want chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> like that ritual took me through the absolute desire that my body has. Yes, that chocolate. was a ta- tantric experience. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I, I am going to definitely do that the next time we have some of your chocolate. And I want to try the weird ones. I want to try the ones with flowers on top and floral notes and fruits and roots and everything that you talk about. I want to try that weird stuff, knowing that the intention that's behind it. Um, you know, before, before this interview, I was just, it was on the website and I was looking at your whole spring collection, your Easter Ostara collection and the intention behind that. And um, I, I love the uh, all the ideas that you're bringing into this like ornate and beautiful and that that melding of spirituality and luxury is perfect. It's weird, but it's perfect. <laughs> and it feels so good for me like this. I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, kind of weird to be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm obsessed with this chocolate brand so much, but it's so much more as you, as you've beautifully explained than just chocolate. It's an experience and, and, and it's an opening. It's a heart opening. Yeah. Hello. If you've ever checked out the plethora of amazing organic superfood blends on the Organifi website and wondered, geez, where do I even start? Organifi has so many divine products, it can seem kind of overwhelming. 
I'm also very picky about which supplements and products I trade my dollars for, and I'm sure you are the same way. So I'm gonna share a savings secret with you straight from the guide I created called How a Pro Uses Organifi. But first, when it comes to flavors, in my opinion, the best combination to start with is the Sunrise to Sunset Bundle. With this, you get the flagship green juice, the red juice packed with cordyceps mushrooms, and my favorite of all, the gold packed with reishi and turkey tail mushrooms. With this bundle, you reduce the cost per serving down to $1.98. Then, when you use my code MIMIFIT on top of it for another 15% off, it comes out to about $1.68 per serving. That is legit. And with the insane amount of organic, non-GMO, certified glyphosate-free medicinal mushrooms and superfoods that Organifi provides, that $1.68 price is pretty unbelievable. So you could make a gold mushroom coffee elixir for way less than walking into the standard coffee shop, or mix up a red or green juice for about 10 times less than you'd find at any organic juice bar. When it comes to supplements and superfoods, I'd much rather pay now with my dollars than pay later with my health. And Organifi makes that so easy for us. So again, to get this killer $1.68 per serving price, go to OrganifiShop.com and click on the bundles section. The sunrise to sunset will be waiting for you right at the top. And then remember to use the code MIMIFIT, M-I-M-I-F-I-T, which gets you another 15% off, my loves. Getting incredible medicinal mushrooms and superfoods doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. I got you. And that's the roots of it too. The Mayans, they used it for that, like to open the heart mm. and to receive the divine messages in the mind. And so that's really its intention. Um, and the, and the, and, and you can do it. You can do this, frankly, with any food, you can infuse it with your light, your energy. It's true. It's, it's quantifiably true with mechanics of, you know, quantum. Um, but that's how they used it was to, um, get out of the fear and the worry and get into the love where you can love yourself and connect with other people because you're comfortable here. And then, and then the ability of the mind. And when you look at now the chemical makeup of cacao beans, like the whole cacao, you see like they have ANA and phenylethylamine, which are like bliss, like you feel like bliss molecules and that it has cannabinoids, which make you calm down and chill out and like just be in that space. And then of course the abromine, which gives you energy, but not like caffeine that can be quick hit up and down and can hit the adrenals. If you're really stressed, you know, try the abromine, try cacao instead of coffee. And because when you take, you can do this at home where you take like cacao nibs and cocoa powder and water, and maybe a little bit of honey. If you want a little sweetness, um, put water in there, heat it up a little bit, then put it in your Vitamix or blender and get it super, super frothy. Cause they'd always drink it with a ton of foam. Mm. And I like, because it takes a while for the water to saturate the cacao, I like to do that the day before and just leave it in my fridge overnight. And then the next day, heat it up, froth it fresh, and you will get a real rush. You will get uh -huh. a, there's also a whole right. like, um, 
yes, a little bit of a psychedelic thing that can happen with that much cacao too. Um, so, but for creativity, for energy, for just, um, for journaling, for getting your, like getting out of the worry zone into the upper chakra area here, that's, it's super powerful. And we make elixirs for this, but honestly, if you just do what I said, you can just do it at home. It's easy to get those things these days and, and go. Now that's a more intense version of this because it's closer to what the Mayans actually did. And then, you know, bless and energize that drink, put all that good energy light into it and then drink it. And you'll see like, it's powerful. Yeah. Um, I love that. I'm definitely trying that yeah, today. That's awesome. I'm definitely doing Hell that. Yeah. <laughs> so you just use the, you say the nibs or the powder? I do both because the powder has um, less fat in it. It's about, usually they're like 26, 27% cocoa butter in it. Um, the nibs are about 52 to 53%. So you tend to get more of that depth from the powder when you use that. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say you couldn't just do nibs. You can. That's fine too, but I like I like using the powders. It gives me a little more earthiness to it, and um, and like I said, you can do raw honey, or if you want to do some coconut nectar sugar, um, you know, coconut sugar in there, that's good too. You could you could make it with oat milk or something else, but it's actually really really oh the nose on that is incredible. You you think you're gonna taste hot chocolate? It's not like hot chocolate once you taste it, but um, it has the most incredible aroma and. Um, really important to use the blender because it the aeration piece is beautiful on 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 the tongue on the mouth it's just yeah. a great mouth mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna do that yeah, for sure definitely doing that i'm so impressed with your knowledge of all these ancient cultures whether it be mayan or egyptian or these tribes where do you do you just stay open to different nudges and signs that you were talking about at the beginning? Or do you have maybe like a practice or um, you said you were a student, like how do you like bring in information and how do you know what to use? And is it just what you're inspired by? Tell me more about that. Well, when I was younger, especially because I think I wasn't a great student, I wasn't like a linear thinker, I had to come up with other strategies to make sense of the world for myself and how to complete my work and whatnot. So I had made all these strategies that I would like literally go on walks in nature and like that things would just come to me and I would just like be impulsive about that and not say, Oh no, that's not right. Or I don't think so. Like I would, I would just go with it. I would not second guess any sign. And I got so good at it that I was like, it led me to successful situations. So I started, you know, so I, so I'm really engaged with that process. But what I will tell you is that was compensatory for me because I didn't have, I probably have ADHD and I, I wasn't um, super organized, but, but recently I've engaged in two deep practices, both basically alchemical in, in nature. One is alchemy, the alchemy guild that I'm, you know, a member of and, and, um, learning and growing up a teacher and all that. And I'm doing a lot of those types of that type of transformative work, that type of very deep visualization, going to different sephirats and, um, and using those calling on those sort of energies of the different 10 sephirats into my day as I need it. But 
also, and very importantly, there's a man who has, um, his name is Dr. Barry Morgulin, and he has something called Energy for Success. And it's basically rooted in this 5,000-year-old Chinese practice, also very alchemy-based. And there's all these techniques that you use, and the basics are some Qigong exercises, guided visualizations, journaling, your your goals in eight areas, not just finance, not just relationships, not just health, but also creativity, intelligence, getting in the zone, um, uh, lowering anxiety and overwhelm and noticing serendipity. And then um, you do, uh, you keep a victories journal. So any good thing, it could be like, I'm so proud of myself. I got up an hour earlier to do my practice. I'm so, I'm so happy. I got I, my exercise today is I walked around the block. Yay. Like little and, oh my God, I got the million dollar deal with the, this, the <laughs> all of it. Cause all of it is like when you, there's something about writing. When you write something, mm-hmm. it really energizes it dif- differently with your hand and paper than just in a computer. It's stronger. It gives it, it a physicality, better. like a presence, an actual yeah. presence in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And I, um, so I have been soaring with wins and successes and it's all win-win. It's all about me winning, you winning. It's never like I win, you lose. It's all about like, and so I, I think the practices of those two things have cemented tools for me so that when I get in a funk, because every day you got things happen every day oh, that yeah. are, you got to navigate like a ninja, like it's just going to come at you. So you got to stay calm and be creative, find the solve, move around, mm-hmm. you know, manifest the unbelievable, can't believe it, totally impossible possibility that this thing happened. Right. Yeah. And I think that Dr. More, Dr. B, we call him, has, has basically shared because he went to the mountain and he, he's a fascinating guy and he learned all these techniques and he's teaching us that. And I just, I mean, the proof is sort of in the pudding. I, I, I can't believe the amount of success I'm having right now after having had some really rough years mm-hmm. very recently. And I believe like it's sort of a culmination of, it's sort of giving structure to my intuition, if you will. It's giving yeah. me structure. Yeah. And um, and also not feeling alone because the intuitive alone path, which I was sort of secretively doing, but I make my work and whatever is good. But to know that you can lean on other people and like have an energy body, you know, like totally. they can speak your language. Cause yes. this is not your audience probably understands this, but not everybody speaks the language we're talking right now. Right. Like not everybody understands it. And, I, and I'm, I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing because you're getting more people exposed to the, this potential within yeah. ourselves and within connection and how amazing mm-hmm. you don't have to be afraid. And so um, that's the kind of the practices that I do. Um, yeah. yeah. Funny story. I, Dr. B, I know him well. I had the pleasure. I had the pleasure of meeting him. Um, I went to LA to be part of a docu series, and he was. I got got in the little room for recording, and he was recording at that moment. And I got to sit on the sidelines as he he goes through his whole thing, and he's being interviewed, and I'm like who is this guy? And I'm Googling like, cause she kept saying, Dr. B, Dr. B. And I, I kept like, who is this guy? He's legit. He's for real. There's something he's got. And so I'm sitting here just, a, I just an amazement. And 
then he gets done and I, then I get interviewed, um, you know, regarding AHCC, which is the, the mushroom product that we sell and that I'm trying to, you know, educate the world about. And then afterward, it, it's being filmed at his office. So <gasps> sitting in his personal office, I had no idea. So he goes to the back and he's doing his thing in his office and whatever. And, um, and then I get done my 15 minutes of interview, whatever. And he, he invites me back to his office. This is just wild. I, I like, I've not told this story to anyone. And it just reminded me. And I go into his office to just like, uh, introduce myself and just say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that I, I got to hear you and you're, what an incredible man you are and everything. And his office is decked out in um, traditional Chinese, you know, figures and, uh, uh, you know, a Buddha and this and that. And he's got beads on and he's got a picture with Kobe and he's got, <laughs> I'm like blown away by this man. And I'm like, who are you? And uh, then we sat and talked for a while and it was just an incredible experience. And I haven't gone all the way through his program or anything, but I've done a few of his meditations. And I remember talking to Chase that yeah. night being like, do you remember me? I, mean, I was like, yeah. this guy is l legit. Like he went and, and studied with, um, with, uh, like shaman type monks, right? The grand, the, the grand master yes. of this energy practice in China, who, who was, I guess, passed down and passed down from Lao Tzu to him. Wow. So it's and, and you know, near death experiences in China. And what I love so much about him is that his tone, his understandability for anybody is so applicable. He's not offensive. It's so practical and he is so powerful. And he's like, you know, this, like this white guy doing this. And you're like, how is that? He looks like you're like a really nice looking grandpa. And like, <laughs> he has like all the wisdom of every like sage and monk and grandmaster and everything. I was just blown away. That was a total digression, but I, uh, what a the, small the, world. The synchronizations. Yeah. yeah you know, oh, true. Uh, uh, oh my God, you have to connect uh, with him. Like maybe you need to have him on or something. I don't, yeah. Yeah. He would love to. He's so, He's um, a bucket list, bucket yeah. list yeah. for sure. Mm. Um, and and I, I'm sure I could, I could hit him up and, and he actually gave me his cell phone number. You should reach out to him. I'm telling you this energy. I am telling yeah. you, I think my business might quadruple this year. Wow. And I swear it's because of the energy I'm telling you, whatever is going on right now, it is unbelievable. And it's like surprise after surprise. And, and I am now like, you can get treatments from him. And, you know, he does a lot of famous athletes and famous the, 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 photos. Like, um, he's powerful. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is an absolute synchronization. Yeah. Total little be. nudge. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. What a little small, funny world. Oh, my gosh. I feel like you've just graced us and, and gifted us with so much. And, and I, before we kind of come to a close, even though I feel like I could talk to you for three more hours, um, <laughs> I know that there again is, is going to be a lot of people that would are, are interested in, in your brand and your website and everything. Can you sort of, um, direct the listener? There's a lot, there's a lot that you have to offer from gift sets to chocolate bars, to truffles, to right. corporate gifts, to rituals, to bath soaks. Can you give maybe um, your top three maybe places to start, maybe different yeah. years for people? Like where's a good starting point for the average person who's 
vibing with everything that you're talking about and just wants to be a part of what you're doing? I would say the first place to start is just with the truffle collection. So get an exotic truffle collection, the nine piece or 16 piece to start. And then you'll get an experience of different kinds of chocolates, some more exotic, some more classic. You'll see the guided tasting, you'll see some of the vibration stuff and you'll see pairings and experience. Then if you want to go one step further, I would do either like the chocolate meditation or one of the chocolate rituals for self-love, prosperity, you know, pick from like something in that category. And then, um, I mean, I think like, I feel like if you hit both of those from there, you know, there's just, then what really is special from there is if you can get one of the seasonal collections that we do. So like right now we're doing a collection called Ostara for spring and Izumi. And those are both goddesses, one um, Saxon and one Japanese. And the Saxon one is um, really all about new beginnings. And so bringing up the light and the dawn. And there are a lot of beautiful different fruit and flower flavors in there that are really, really special, very unique berries and fruits. And then the Izumi is really a study on really gorgeous Japanese ingredients, black sesame seed paste. Um, um, We did a sake, a a double fermented soy sauce, um, this black sugar from a particular island in um, Japan, much ceremonial matcha. There's lots of different things in there. And she is uh, this goddess of laughter and mirth and happiness and the dawn as well. And she brought the sun back was her, was her claim. And so those collections are very limited edition. They come and they go. We just did Bastet for a Valentine's day, which is very Egyptian inspired Egyptian goddess of, um, protection for women and children and fertility and um, sensuality. And and so there'll be another for the holiday season. But those are kind of like, oh, wow, you're really into Bosch and you're really trying things that are very unique and very, you know, very, very different. Like the Bastet had donkey's milk chocolates in it wow. because, um, because Cleopatra used to bathe in donkey's milk and it made her skin so soft. Wow. So, um, well, well, I'm very excited to... Um, uh, Easter is is a really important holiday for us. We yeah. uh, we resurrected our our dead marriage. Uh, I think we've we've probably briefed you on our story. No, I of, haven't yet. Uh, so we're we're childhood sweethearts. Um, from age fifteen on, we got married in our early twenties, and we actually divorced after three years of marriage. We were together about ten years. Um, we split up, went completely separate ways for uh, about three years. Uh, call it call it divine intervention, uh, the universe, but nudged us back together in a, in a host of different synchronizations. And on Easter day, uh, two years ago, we, we made the commitment to, to try this thing out again as, as, um, a part two to our relationship. So we're still, you know, divorced, but we're, we're essentially back together. And Easter is a very sacred, uh, holiday for us. So I think using this spring collection as like, I don't know why I'm crying. Uh, as like a beautiful uh, reminder and, and taking the meaning of rebirth and new life uh, with something, you know, communion like with, with uh, your seasonal collection will be really awesome. <laughs> I explained that story to, I've explained it to 1000 people, but just, I don't know why are you sharing and talking about it? Just. I don't know. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's so, so hopeful. Talk about a new hope. Yeah. Talk about like new beginnings. 
Yeah, for sure. So so very excited. You. Mm. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll be that'll be fun. I, I'm excited to to. We're definitely definitely getting that, and I'm gonna um, just bathe in all the Easter and and uh, new birth and energy behind it. And um, man. Uh, thank you for thank you for shedding some light on, on your products and everything because the last thing I want is for someone to visit and feel any any sort of overwhelm or whatever like oh I don't know where to start and then come away with nothing like even just one of the bars that's a single bar yeah. um, I yeah, mean if you do that almost like meditative practice that Katrina shared with us in tasting one of those those incredibly unique bars like it's going to be a, a just a wonderful experience for you so definitely encourage you guys to to do that um as we come to a close here, um, you know, the, the medicine, as we've shared with you, is, is all about disease prevention for body, mind, and relationships. And we want to know from every guest, um, you know, not, not speaking to medicine that might come in a bottle or a prescription or from a doctor per se, but um, these medicines of the earth, of, of, um, of us, of humankind, of, of all of this, what, what feels like medicine for you currently first for, uh, for your body right now? Um, well, water is one. I was not drinking much water and I was feeling like I was like aging so quickly. And I'm like, and I started drinking all this water and it just makes I don't know. It makes me feel full. Makes me my skin look better. Makes me feel I don't know. Just that's a great. Um, yeah, yeah. Water is so huge, and it's something that we take for we so take for granted, and it's something that we've we've come to learn about um, just being in the space of health and wellness and getting to talk to different experts and things of how insanely important mm -hmm. water is for overall health and longevity, and not necessarily just the water coming from your tap, but making sure that your water is alive and yeah, structured of that water. and that there's mm -hmm. energy in it. It's not just distilled dead. It's actually got life and energy in it and this, this structured sense. Do you use or, or um, uh, have any sort of special water that you like? I, um, I get all spring um, green mountain valley i think in arkansas it's the name of it and i get it delivered in five gallon glass yeah. bottles i cook with it and i drink it and then i'll do a few alkaline drops in it because just to get <clears throat> the ph to be a little bit more alkaline and um that's what i drink and cook with and um and i'm very now more conscious about like okay i'm not counting my tea as water i'm not counting anything as water i'm just like i want to get a certain mm -hmm. amount of water in and then everything else is just great, but I just want to get that much water because I just noticed I wasn't um, drinking enough and yeah. it was affecting how I looked and my nails and everything. So yeah, it oh, makes yeah. a huge difference. It's something so mm -hmm. simple, so simple. We tend to overcomplicate things in health. It's so easy to be like, what new diet, what new this, what new exercise routine, this, yeah. this, this. And it's like, it's like water. What about yeah. <laughs> water? Let's start there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what about for your mind? What, what currently feels like medicine for your mind? Um, I would say I, with, like I was saying, Dr. B, like the Qigong, mm -hmm. the more you do those things, it's amazing. The heat that's generated from that work and the clearing. I feel like if I can 
I, I, if I can really have confidence in doing them, like knowing what I'm doing now that I kind of know what I'm doing now, some of these moves, I can write so much clearer my goals mm. of what I want. And I can, um, I can, I, I, I can identify Dr. B calls it the matrix, like any of those negative thoughts sneaking in, I have them out and I go back and I keep, you know, enduring through it. But I would say that that Qigong is super, super. Um, and that, that whole ritual of the Qigong, the guided visualization and the writing. But even if I have no time to do any of it, if I can just write a goal down, just one bit of writing, I feel my, my mood lift. I like, I do this. I got this. Like, write a goal like you know yeah. simple it's gonna be a great enlivening podcast you know like it just you don't overthink it just one sentence yeah can have tremendous effect on the next hour yes so absolutely that helps me a lot i love that what about for your relationship or relationships what feels like medicine um i would say um you know to to nourish, to nurture, you know, like to nurture a relationship that matters to, um, just send a little emoji to somebody <laughs> sends a lot. And, um, you know, what you give, I always think is what you receive times 10. Right. So I am trying to be just like really focused on gratitude with my, the relationships that I have that are feeding and nurturing, you know, to me too. And then, just even for the people that are hard for me to deal with to just, you know, maybe I can't find the words, right. But maybe I can just try to be positive in communication to them or not be what they expect it to be or what they assume it's going to be, or, you know, or sending, like I said, a little emoji or making some soup and just giving it to them without any strings attached to it. Just like, yeah, just, I don't need anything back. Just I'm putting that out. It oh, no. seems like you're you're describing like creating thoughtfulness inside yeah. you that then extends to your relationship and touching on all those those different love languages that people receive love through, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. Mm. so good. Oh my! Do gosh. you have different love languages, the two of you? Um, they're pretty similar. Mine is words of affirmation and f- physical touch is number one, and then and words of affirmation and yours? yeah, mine's mine is um quality time. Uh, so quality time is definitely number one, followed pretty closely by physical touch. We're pretty similar. We're pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. What do you advise when people don't have the same? Cause that can seem like very hard. Yeah. I think, I think, I think getting clear on like, there's, it's like how you receive love, how I feel loved is when I'm allotted time with someone, when someone gives me their time and attention, because I do value time, um, quite heavily, but, but that isn't always the same as how you communicate it. So I think just a baseline understanding of how, whatever relationship you're in, whether it be romantic or, you know, intimate friendship, that there's an understanding of how each individual receives and, or prefers to give love Mm -hmm. because there's a practice for, I understand that Megan perhaps gives love in a way that I may not receive it naturally. But if I'm, if I understand that that is how she almost by default will give love, I can actually receive it as love, um, knowing that it's coming from her place of like, love. Like you don't necessarily need words of affirmation, but I like giving them to you sometimes because it's it's higher on my yeah. priority list of of how I give and receive love. And so if I offer that, 
instead of being like, I don't need, I don't need compliments or whatever. You, you see that it's important to your partner and yeah. then you're able to see the love behind it. Right. Even though it's not necessarily your language, you can still accept it when you see like, Oh, almost like celebrating the differences rather than like focusing on the fact that they're different, but celebrating yeah. the difference. That's kind that of the Jedi at the Jedi trick. If you yeah. will. It's like, <laughs> realizing that someone may be communicating love in a way that doesn't meet you exactly where your love bucket needs to be met, but being able to almost like flip it in the sense that I understand that this is an absolute expression of love for me and I'm going to like bathe in it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is that hard to do? Is it hard to flip it? Um, yeah, uh, definitely. It, it can be hard, uh, but I think it's just communication, right? And yeah. like setting, setting safe containers in the right moment in time to get to know somebody and have those conversations mm -hmm. um, instead of just living in reaction. You know, yeah. having the conversation with someone you care about saying, hey, what's, what's your preferred way of like receiving love or having a great time or feeling, feeling loved, feeling mm -hmm. acknowledged, getting to know those types of languages and those buttons really is all they are, right? Mm -hmm. They're little buttons. And if you have an understanding uh, with whether it be, I mean, I have it in the workspace too, uh, people I work with, having that number understanding, there's a lot more fluid kind of dynamic, um, synchronized interaction between two people when you can both understand each other's like perspective. Yeah. I think a lot gets lost in communication or lack thereof, where you just know your love language and you focus on that rather than like this almost like experiential exchange that's going, it, it's like a two, two way street. It's a two, you know, swinging door. It goes both ways. Yeah. And yeah. And at I the end of the day, we, you have to have your preferred love language be met. Like there are moments where you can kind of like get by, by doing that reframe and being like, Oh wow, I can totally see their perspective and they're communicating love to me. But if that's all it ever is and there's no, a mutual effort on the yeah. other on the other party to like meet your love bucket, right. then then that's a conversation. That's or a it's conversation. good information. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, so fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got we, oh, I can so just good. tell. I can just tell like we might need to have a part two to this and, sure. and see <laughs> see what's going on with Katrina in, in a few months or a year or so. Um, but thank you so, so much for sharing your heart and your intention behind your brand and your your story. I know storytelling is is huge for you and you put a lot of lot of weight and um, love behind that. And I just want to say thank you so much for um, creating this thing, this thing that is Vosges that we get to enjoy and experience and make part of our communion and relationship that um, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for. I'm excited to, mm -hmm. to enjoy the, the Ostara um, oh. set together and uh, yes. you know how it goes. Yes. I hope you both celebrate each other on that day with that. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. I loved it. I don't meet people like you much. So oh, it was great. So, <laughs> Appreciate that. so fun. You have far exceeded expectations because I told you like I was so pumped for this. Sometimes when you get a vision or get a, just a taste of, of someone that you admire or a brand or a company that you admire and then you meet the person and it's like, Wah, 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 you know, and you <laughs> yeah. far and above just yeah. exceeded. And uh, I can't wait to continue to be an extension of your brand and, and um, sing your praises. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Love Lots it. of love to you both. You're beautiful. Both of you are so beautiful. <laughs> yeah.
Thank you guys for joining us and um, go check out Vosges. It's V-O-S-G-E-S. Right, Katrina? Okay. Yes. And it's kind of, you don't really know, like, what is this Vosges? Is it, it's Vosges. And Mm. go check it out. Do yourself a favor. Treat yourself to one of these items that she talked about today and i promise you you will not regret it you can also hit me up on instagram and dm me if you want to talk about um you know personal recommendations of from the things that i've had or if you have any questions i'm sure you can reach out directly to Vosh and they they would um, also um, offer their guidance for you so um go go spread some light into your day and we'll talk to you next time okay bye If you liked this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. This will ensure that every episode drops into your library automatically. And if you have a recommendation for a podcast guest or topic, you can always email themedicinepodcast at gmail.com. Remember, there's no E at the end of medicine. And let us know your big idea. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, cheers, boo.